Get ready. Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is, of course, the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guests. It is episode 163 of the Weekly Cooldown. It is August 19th, or it is August 18th if you're in the studio audience. That's right, we are doing the studio audience. Once again, I hope you uh, engage with us in the chat um, there is a chat function here. Please use it. Um, talk to us. Tell us about what you're, what you're thinking about. Um, or if you're not in the studio audience, audience, tell us what you're thinking about anyway. Um, by tweeting at us at wkcooldown.com or, wow, now, no, no, just wkcooldown. That's the, that's the weekly cooldown. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just, uh, chat us up when you're listening to this episode. Um, that being said, it's time for some headlines. So let's get right into it. It has been announced that the Embracer Group, a Swedish game and media holding company, has acquired the intellectual property rights to the Lord of the Rings, as well as several video game studios, including Tripwire Interactive, known for Killing Floor, and Limited Run Games. This means that Embracer Group and its studios will be able to adapt Tolkien's work for video games and other commercial material. It also means that the group now owns 120 studios, Back in 2020, it was reported that the studio had at least 118 games in development, though it was only up to about 31 studios at the time. This news comes as we've learned over the past few months that Saudi Arabia has invested $1 billion in Embracer Group, acquiring a 1.8% stake in the group, though it is not yet apparent what that means for games produced under Embracer Group's very large umbrella. Devolver Digital, known often for having some major indie hits, has done it again apparently. Cult of the Lamb has apparently hit 1 million players in the game's first week. A tweet for, uh, from the official Cult of Lamb Twitter account, developer Massive Monster, said, quote, this is, the only, this is only the beginning, as there's so much room for this cult to grow, and committed that the team is looking forward to improving the game with tweaks and fixes and providing free content updates. Don't call it a 6th edition, because the folks behind the new D&D certainly aren't. The new update, rather. Instead, the latest update presented by Wizards of the Coast was announced as one D&D, which will update the player's handbook, dungeon master's guide, and monster manual. The update makes the game backward compatible with the 5th edition, allowing future updates to work with 5th edition. With this next chapter of Dungeons & Dragons on the horizon, Wizards has also announced a playtest for the new systems, which will focus on races, including a new race called Ardlings, the design of critical hits, and simplifying spell lists into three categories. Fans and players who wish to playtest one D&D can go to dndbeyond.com to download the materials. And finally, it seems... Dead Island 2 is nearly on the horizon, maybe. We don't, we don't quite know, but we do know. According to an Amazon leak, 
which now seems to be confirmed as a pre-order link. The release date for Dead Island 2 is February 3rd, 2023, a mere six months away, or less than six months by now. It has been nine years since the initial release of Dead Island 2. Based on the product descriptions, there will be six playable characters, and the game will take place in Los Angeles, California, and promises a, quote, unique formula of horror, dark humor, and over-the-top zombie slaying. There is also PS4 box art and confirmation that the PC version will be exclusive to Epic Store. As a reminder, and as a connection to the previous headline, the developer Deep Silver and Dam Buster Studios are owned by Embracer Group. And those are just some of the headlines for this week. Uh, if you have any uh, any things you want to talk about, again, tweet at me at uh, Gaming or at WKCooldown. Um, happy to talk about anything and everything. So, that being said, um, I have a guest here that I'm very excited is back on the show. We were actually discussing the last time uh, they were back, and it was, oh my gosh, a hundred, almost a hundred episodes ago, fifty on episode fifty-seven where we talked about Garfield Cart. <laughs> uh, please welcome back to the show, Corgian. Hi, Kami. It has Hello. been so long. I'm so excited to be back. And God, even in the video games industry, our headlines grim. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really never stops. Like, it is it is both fun and unfun to sometimes talk about these things. Well, let's... I, I First thing I want to talk about is massive congratulations to Devolver Digital because Cult of the Lamb was, like, on my list of must-plays for this year. And I am so excited to see that it is thriving. Yeah, one million. Yeah, that is huge. For reference, Guilty Gear Strive has been out since, I believe it was February of this year, and they just hit uh, one million, uh, what's Mm -hmm. it called? One million shipped when Evo happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, people might not know who I am. Uh, I am the ex-founder of uh, Doghouse Esports. I wasn't ejected. I just shut it down because I need to focus on other things. Uh, I'm working. I am a graphic designer. You might know me from this podcast. Um, (laughs) You might know me from Evo. Uh, I worked on that big LED screen that was in the back of Evo 2022 this year. Um, Things for Justin Wong. Things for Joe Zija Mm -hmm. from... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. He's Bumblebee from Transformers. He's a lot of things. It, it, chances are, if you have been anywhere in the gaming sphere, I've probably made art for something you enjoy. And it's beautiful, beautiful art, as referenced by our logo. Our logo yeah. and art is done by Corgi. I, I love your logo so much. <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite things that I've worked on. The color palette, the just the concentric nature of it. It's easily one of my favorite things i've and pink has become my favorite color as as a consequence it's so vibrant and interesting and eye-catching i love it Mm -hmm. uh what is also eye-catching was the uh the embracer group because god oh my god jesus so So many studios what are you going to do with them all (laughs) well okay so disneyland i'm I'm not surprised to hear about the Saudi Arabia thing, because that Mm. is... uh, So, (laughs) 
that's also huge in the fighting game sphere as well. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. The the Saudi Arabian uh, several Saudi Arabian companies uh, formed a I guess I don't really know how to describe it, but it's essentially a shell company mm -hmm. that has bought interest in um, Capcom. They own a significant portion of Capcom now. Uh, they also own the entirety of SNK. And mm. if you're unfamiliar with SNK, you probably know more about it than you would think. Sure, uh, yeah. Fatal Fury. Um, uh, Art of Fighting, King of Fighters, mm -hmm. all those. Chrysalis from NES, if you're really old school. Yeah, uh, that is Saudi Arabia now. Um, <laughs> it's it's amazing uh, what the that kind of money can that. buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I guess I don't want to be completely unfair, right? I think it is unfair a little bit. To assume that there's like nefarious intentions, but also we, I think, especially as Americans, know what it looks and feels like to just kind of dump money into shell corporations and kind of, you know, spread it into things that don't that seem uncharacteristic. I guess is a is a way of putting it, right? Um, Scotty, who's in the chat, said that Saudi Arabia also has um, a big uh, hand now in pro wrestling, or is a big part of pro wrestling now as well. So it seems like it seems strange, <laughs> just a little bit. So normally, yes, I would be on the side of well, we sometimes you just invest in things and hope you get a return. Um, the thing that gets scary though is, and. Forgive me if this is too far for your podcast. Um, it also has to deal with the politics of Saudi Arabia yeah. and right. what having control over these companies brings that might reflect those politics. They are extremely anti-queer, um, mm -hmm. extremely, I'll put rough towards women. Um, mm -hmm. We're seeing not a big now, fan of the, the Jews. Mm -hmm. uh, and being all three of those things, that, that <laughs> yes. is definitely yes. a, uh, uh, hey, is this time to get scared or not? Now, right. of course, money doesn't mean that you completely own something. And certainly we've seen no evidence of any of these things being affected in this way. Mm -hmm. Uh the new King of Fighters game that has came out has been just as scantily clad and jiggly as previous titles. Um, they and I, thank, I, thank God, question mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's very much a okay. They are doing it. When are we going to see effects? Kind sure. of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's kind of the same way I, I feel. I think about Tencent, who has major stakes in a lot of things, including. Um, an entire American company riot. Um, yeah. So it, it like it seems incredibly ominous, and I have reasons, and so do you, and so do exactly. others, to like doubt it and be kind of like worried about it. At the moment, though, <laughs> nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. That's why it's so. It it's dubious at best. Exactly. That's the best way that we could put it, dubious. <laughs> Speaking dubious of dubious, 
I think that it is slightly unfair to say that Dead Island 2 is has like been delayed at this point considering Dead Island 1 went through the exact <laughs> same thing. This is just a return to it. form. Oh yeah. For 9 oh, years? It was a long time. The I don't remember. The time from the trailer until the actual launch, I believe I was in sophomore year of high school when uh, I had first seen the trailer and before then uh, that trailer had came out about a year and a half prior and then I waited for the game and I didn't finally get to play it until after I had already graduated. Oh wow. So I remember it. It's a few years. Yeah yeah. I remember it being a long time between Dead Island. Uh, The original trailer is like oh my god yeah so Scott uh in the chat has said the original trailer is like so totally different from the final product and oh, i com- absolutely i completely agree because that oh that was that trailer gave me goosebumps it was so shocking the fidelity and the like the backwards time flow in it and the like the zoom out with all the detail all into this thing and it was so creepy and then you open the game up and you're greeted to this party iconic rap song yeah yeah called who do you voodoo bitch which is still something i sing to myself Where you go around with like morning stars and are bashing heads open yeah, with yeah. It, it. God, it was that game was nothing like what it was advertised, and I no. loved every second of it. Absolutely, and we can only hope that there's more of that in this one. Absolutely. So we've covered the headlines. Sorry, I I saw no. all those, and I'm like, oh, this is all stuff you I like are. talking about. <laughs> you are totally fine. Um, but now that we've like definitely dug into those what have you been playing this week so i i've been so busy with stuff like i just am finally done after a month long of just non-stop work i've been working mm. like 14 hour days and i'm finally finally free and the only thing i am playing right now is monster hunter rise sunbreak Ooh. which monster hunter has always been like my one of my top favorite series and sunbreak is just so exceptionally good uh if you're hearing this in the future this was shortly after uh update 11 just dropped where we got seething basil goose and the gold silver wrath and um what what was the last one oh lucent nargakuga so overall loving this patch I, i love this series and yeah i will probably be playing cult of the lamb soon i'm just fingers crossed yeah, I just need time. And yeah. T- it seems like the more I do this show, the less people are playing games because we're so busy. <laughs> it The longer you stay in the industry of games, the less games you play you, in the industry. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's so unfortunate. It's very sad. Um, speaking of Monster Hunter, I just want to quickly shout out a friend who just started streaming and has been streaming Monster Hunter Rise, um, Zex. Um, who has been really cool. Um, check out their stream, Zex, Zex EX, I think is the way that they pronounce that. Z-E-X-I-E-X. Um, fantastic person, and I love them. Okay, that's it. 
I, I will have to check out their stream, but gotta say, that is a fun name to mispronounce. Zach CX. Zach 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 It's a really, like, intuitive name. I'm sure I'm messing it up. But I like it. I appreciate I appreciate them, and I hope they're having a good stream right now as we're doing this. Um, all right, so we are actually going to take because we did we did so much. You did so much heavy lifting on those headlines. I appreciate that. We're going to take a quick break, um, and then we've got news stories. Uh, we're going to talk about Twitch. Uh, we're going to talk about Sony making some more moves, and then we're going to kind of talk about Sony again, but in a different way, um, not at all having to do with Sony. So. Stick around, take take uh, drink some water, uh, and we'll be right back with more show. Stop. Greetings, podquesters. I am Colt Hawkins, famous bard of the podcast Intelligence Check. Intelligence Check is set in a Tolkien-esque world where our party members are forced by fate down the road of adventure. Literally, fate is physically forcing us. We keep trying to walk away, but the damn thing never lets up. Now I know what you're saying. Another D&D podcast? But trust me, I'm worth listening to. I mean, we're worth listening to. And doesn't this accent make you just want to trust me? Intelligence Check celebrates the camaraderie of lifelong friends, joking around a table while remaining true to their characters and story. We bring you short, bi-weekly adventures full of action, banter, too many tentacles, and a naked dwarf. Oh, dear God, someone please put some clothes on that dwarf. So roll an intelligence check, because the show you're listening to now is awesome, but you'll need something to hold you over while you wait for new episodes. Oh, come on, is that really the tagline we're using? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. So, it's time to get into these news stories. And boy, do we have them. So, let's see. (laughs) Starting with Twitch. Twitch uh, seems to have changed their mind about COVID-19 policies for TwitchCon, stating as part of an updated policy that all attendees must verify that they are fully vaccinated or provide a negative test and be required to wear face coverings, approved face coverings. This comes after Twitch streamers and others highlighted the previous decision as unsafe. Naturally, naturally, there are those who disagree with Twitch's reversal. And as part of this updated policy, Twitch says that those who no longer wish to attend may receive a full refund. Ah. <sighs> God, (laughs) mask and vax policies. Nothing, nothing makes me more. So the way I started that out, it might sound like I'm against them. I'm actually very for them. (laughs) But the, the thing that annoys me is the fact that this is a continuous thing where we have to get these companies to like see, hey, maybe we shouldn't just cater to those that are not immunocompromised in your communities. Mm -hmm. Maybe we shouldn't just see this as normal. Yeah. Yeah, Like you're putting elderly people at risk. You're putting people who don't have a better way of dealing with this stuff at risk. Mm -hmm. You're putting those with less resources at risk, but it's, 
at the end of the day, it's about money. Right. Yeah. There's a bigger word that I can use there instead of money. Um, Capitalism. you know, capitalism might be a pretty good word there. I just capitalism. wasn't sure <laughs> if you wanted me to get into it. No, it's but fine. <laughs> I, I can't believe that yet again it's capitalism. God, it's like a Scooby Doo villain that every time you're just like, how is it you again? Yeah. Um, Melomisco, who's back in the chat for this week, says maybe that uh, companies should not act as though the pandemic is over just because they're over. And that's very true. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that, like, and I hate to, I constantly have to, like, not have to, but I constantly am slightly both sideisms because I have a journalist brain. But, <laughs> you know, we, we do have the CDC recommendations which say, like, you don't have to. But then as a, as a, I think as a company, personally, if I were holding some type of event where I know it's going to be closed space, where I know that there's going to be a whole lot of people in there, I would still be like, yeah, you all have to wear masks. And I'm like, sorry, not sorry, but like, I don't want y'all getting sick or anyone dying at my event. So like, or after my event, having attended my event, I don't want that on my name. So uh, be vaccinated, get a mask, <laughs> make sure you're, it's over your nose. And I'll see you in September or whatever. Like, it's not that difficult. <laughs> it, it really isn't. And that's the thing that drives me crazy is so many of these companies, uh, they'll put out this statement being like, we're happy to announce that we're not requiring vaccination or masks as if that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how out of touch are you yeah, with yeah, yeah. your client base? It just like the world. Yeah, like (laughs) vaccines work. (laughs) Really? Wow. (laughs) I I had no idea. Considering I've managed to avoid polio my whole life. Yeah. Hey. And smallpox and Jenny Twitch vaccine works. No, Jeff Bezos vaccines work. (laughs) I know you know this, Jeffy boy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's just it's so frustrating. I've been. I've been on every aspect of uh, to- like event organization. I've mm-hmm. been production. I've been volunteer. I've been the EO. Uh, it it doesn't matter. Like in all aspects, my concept has been the same, which is if I'm hosting an event, I am doing this for the benefit of the consumer. Right. If I am doing anything that would harm or dissatisfy my consumer, my event is not going to succeed. Because want to know what consumers do when they're not catered to? They whine, they complain, (laughs) and they make sure that their friends don't come back. Mm -hmm. And your friends won't come back if you die from a disease they got at your event. Yep. Honestly, it's, it's actually really baffling to me that we don't treat people, aka the source of our almighty dollar, <laughs> a little bit better or with a little more nuance and care. It's very strange. I mean, look, I'm Floridian, and there's a reason why. <sighs> um, when a hurricane happens, <laughs> oh, <no>. suddenly <laughs> there's relief everywhere. Sure. And why, despite the fact that we have some of the highest numbers in the country for COVID, uh, nothing's being done. And that's because hurricanes do property damage. Mm. Sure. Properties, monies. Yeah, property matters 
thousands of times more than people in this in this wonderful place that I live. I'm sorry about Florida. I feel for you. Um, I'm hoping you don't have to apologize for me too much longer. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm fingers trying to get crossed. out. Um, but yeah, that's Twitch and uh, <laughs> TwitchCon. Scotty says, I'm sorry about Florida. It's an evergreen sentence. Oh God, it is. That's Twitch and TwitchCon, though. Um, if you're angry about Twitch or TwitchCon, again, please remember that Twitch will give you your money back. You don't have to complain on Twitter. Just don't go. It's easy. It's real easy. Um, <laughs> so It's shockingly easy, isn't it? It's so easy. Just get your money back. Your hundreds of dollars. Just get them back. Um, okay, so on to a different company. Sony. Sony's doing stuff again. Last week we talked about how Sony was whining about Microsoft maybe making Call of Duty exclusive, but we know that's not going to happen. Um, but th now we're talking about Sony getting into the PC game. So there seems to be talks of, or plans, of Sony uh, PC gaming launcher coming to your PC, maybe. According to reports, uh, files found in the recent release of Marvel Spider-Man for PC seem to reference a PlayStation PC launcher. It would make sense for Sony to perhaps start playing with the idea, given that they have been porting some of their PlayStation-exclusive games, Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War, to name a few, uh, to PC. Although you can now only find them on Steam or the Epic Game Store. Sony's shift into PC seems to be part of a larger plan uh, to grow business by breaking into the PC market with an estimated earning of $300 million predicted for 2022. <sighs> another, <laughs> another fat program to auto-launch on the start of my computer that will have insane DRM, especially considering it's Sony. That's going to make yeah. <laughs> it slow for me to go into a game but hey you know pc bloodborne maybe so you know it can't mm -hmm. all be bad <laughs> it can't all be bad you're right it's um it is strange to be both pro playing video games anywhere and everywhere but also being completely anti putting more shit on my computer like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I need the PlayStation launcher. In fact, just give me the CDs. I want to go back to CDs. Just give, put the CD on my computer and that'll be it. I like that better. As, as someone who, this is something that happens in every queer person's life, but that one week happened in the year where I craved playing The Sims again. Uh oh. It always happens. It's unavoidable. And so I go and I think, okay, I own The Sims 4. I remember I bought it for a friend on my Origin account. And then I remembered, oh, my God, I've got to go download the Origin mm -hmm. downloader. And then I have to individually verify all of my expansions. And I swear, by the time I was done with everything, I had spent about an hour and a half getting everything set up. I played The Sims for about two hours and then i was done for my year yeah yeah i yeah, yeah. no longer need to play the sims anymore i was tired of it and i realized why i stopped i'm so tired of having to download all these launchers i still don't have the epic game store launcher um i've managed to avoid that somehow 
There's one reason why I have it as of now. Well, okay. So I had it for control, and then I was like, okay, I don't need it anymore. I love control, but I don't want to have this on my computer. And then I got it for Hitman 3. <laughs> but there's a third reason why I have it now, which I will tell you in the recommendations. Um, but I definitely get it. I don't I, I don't want any of these things on my computer anymore. Like, I, I look at them sometimes, and I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> it, it's, it's so... <sighs> I can't wait until we get a gaming launcher launcher. So <laughs> sure. this way I just have one program that launches my Steam and my Sony and all that stuff. And I can have that ridiculous DRM interfering with the DRM from these games, which also tend to have their own internalized DRM. Uh, just so this way I'm playing the least amount of game possible. Mm-hmm. It is, um, it, it is, it seems like it is trending that way, which is why, as I said on the last episode, I have begun actually getting physical copies of games for console when I can. Um, it's just so much nicer to have something that I know is like mine rather than having the launchers tell me what's mine. Um, and then also dictate that I have to go through the launcher. Like, I get yeah. that in a way the console is the launcher, but I feel like I own the console at least. Right? It's like physically here in my space. Yeah. And until what we're seeing now, if I remember correctly, okay, I'm not going to say this on your podcast because I don't remember 100% if it's true and misinformation is a disease. Yes. Um, Agreed. So I'm going to wait to say what i was actually going to say but um even now we're getting to a point where we have to consider okay i own the physical console i own the physical game but all of these games are now happening on servers right all of them mm -hmm. and then one day you arbitrarily are told that you can no longer play a game anymore because they no longer want to support the servers. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, saw yeah. we lost one of the biggest pieces of Monster Hunter history um, a good while ago because we lost Monster Hunter Frontier. Yeah. And Monster Hunter Frontier was an insane project. Ten years of Monster Hunter just nonstop on the Monster Hunter 2 engine constantly being supported and we saw it with cross-play, cross-save uh, on uh, going from PS2 to PS3 to Xbox 360. Um, I think it was on the Wii as well, as well as PC. Mm -hmm. And all these players are playing together. And then one day they just pulled the plug. Yeah. And then Tencent swooped in and... I'm. I have theories as to why this is, but they started Monster Hunter Online, which was a not a Monster Hunter Frontier, and it was whatever. And now we have no MMO for Monster Hunter, and yeah. it's a lot. We've got some chat participation. Mellow Mystical says, I just decide not to participate. I have one launcher, Steam, and if it's not on Steam, I'm not getting it. And I feel like if we could collectively get everyone to boycott like Epic's game launcher or something like that. <laughs> We'd have to get everybody to do it. But if we could do it, it would go away. 
uh, I'm just not using it because there's I never see a game that I want. The only thing that ever like appealed to me that was on Epic Games was Hades because yeah. Supergiant signed that one six month contract with them. Yeah, sure. And that was the only way you could play the pre-release version of Hades. And now it's on everything, so who cares? Yeah. I played Hades on Switch, so... Scotty says, I have Steam, and then I have Game Pass Launcher for Shredder's Revenge. And I think that is valid, actually. <laughs> I think that is actually quite valid. Um, just given the cost-effectiveness of Game Pass, um, <laughs> that's valid. I like that. I like that for you. I love that for you, even. So... For me, I let me go back and think about how many of these uh, things that I have had, because I've had Steam, I've had the Origin launcher, I've had yeah. the Microsoft launcher, which was yep. the one that you mm -hmm. had to use for Grand Theft Auto Four. Yep. Um, I had the. Uh, was the was, Rockstar launcher? If you oh, had is, that. Oh my God! No, I didn't GTA even know about 5 that. And for La Noire. I knew about the Blizzard launcher because I have to sure. use that for work. Um, and that's fun. Uh, I also, <laughs> no, I actually also had to use that when I played StarCraft. When I was a StarCraft player, I also had to use mm -hmm. that. Because uh, I started with StarCraft 2, and that's that was part of their whole DRM thing. It's just so much work. Yeah, I, yeah. And I have to remember all these passwords, and it, it's just. And then I get interrupted in the middle of playing. I'm so tired of DRM. Just ask me if I'm still using it like once a week instead of yeah, right. daily. Right, right. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> um, it's just so invasive. Clowns go Hong Kong is also in the chat now. Hello, clowns. Um, clowns says that they think fans are actually working on a frontier offline. Yes, that is something that is being worked on by the Monster Hunter community because it's one of the best communities I have ever witnessed in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, they've brought back the original Monster Hunter, uh, like the game Monster Hunter. Uh, they've brought those servers back online on their mm -hmm. own, bringing back the previously unavailable Fatalis and Kieran fights. Uh, wow. They're doing the same thing with Monster Hunter 2. They're doing the same thing with Monster Hunter Try, and they're also doing it with Frontier. Uh, they are doing everything to reverse any limitations that Capcom has put on, and the most cyberpunk thing you can do is steal back from the companies who stole from you. So, hey, yep, I love it. Not saying piracy, I'm saying if something has been made unavailable due to arbitrary boundaries, find a way around it, because you are entitled to that content. Mm -hmm. um, on that note, and then we'll switch over to our last story. Mellomiscal says, the way corporations do this with games, it kind of pushes me to find different hobbies. Yep. And that's that's not that's not good. We want you playing video games, homie. That's what we're here for, video games. <laughs> that's why I'm really happy. There's a massive trend going on right now to have these uh, essentially unlimited arcade bars. All over mm, the place where you can sure. play these classic arcade cabinets. Uh, you just pay an entry fee and then you have unlimited play on all the cabs for however long you're there. And uh, one of the ones down here in Florida is called Silverball. It is a museum as well. So it's a oh. pinball museum, arcade museum, and it, it 
everything is free play, so you can play it for as long as you want. Uh, and I also went to one in Texas called Cidercade. And I swear, um, I was inebriated out of my mind. I won't say on what. <laughs> but I was there and I was playing uh, Capcom versus SNK for, I swear, an hour and a half. And then I played Killer Instinct and Killer Instinct 2 for like another hour and a half. And I was having so much fun just playing games. Mm-hmm. I, I miss that feeling of just going up to a game and immediately jumping in and playing it yeah oh scott in the chat says there is a place in nashville and it's so great it right. isn't it it's, road trip it's an amazing concept i love this i'm actually googling if there are any like barcades in my area and i don't think that there are and now i'm sad <gasps> in new york <laughs> yeah i'm uh in the uh capital district um i think there's a few i see here but they don't look like the grand scale of barcade that i'm imagining in my head right now so maybe it's worth some maybe i need to do a like diners dive-ins and drives of barcades in the area that would be a really fun show to tune into. Okay. That I'm would be... <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you need any help with production on it, please let me know. I've got cameras. Bar- barcade hopping. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Scotty I- wants to be my Guy Fieri. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The final... The final news story. Um, regarding Marvel's Spider-Man, which we kind of spoke about earlier. Um, as Marvel Spider-Man has finally made it onto PC, so to have mods. Some of the more fun and exciting mods includes, of course, skins and costume changes, including one that changes the player into Stan Lee. That's right. Peter Parker changes into Stan Lee and does cool tricks. Um, but of course, there are some not so fun mods, including ones that change pride flags, founded Marvel Spider-Man into American flags. Uh, however, this uh, the existence of this particular mod was brief. Uh, Nexus Mods, which is arguably the biggest mod database, removed the mod almost as quickly as it appeared. ModDB, another mod hosting website, followed suit. Um, and in a statement, Nexus Mods declared that they not only removed the mod, but banned the modder's account and the Sock Puppet, or alternative account as well. In the same statement uh, found on the Nexus Mods blog, the team wrote that they, quote, don't want to and won't argue with members of the community who feel this modder was unjustly banned. Instead, they said that they have explained their stance and won't be providing a platform to distort the position. They also declare that anyone who feels that they are uh, that they have broken some moral code of conduct as a business should delete their account and move on. There is so much hypocrisy in this one, it drives me up the fucking wall. Oh, okay. Uh, you'll, you might have to bleep that. I don't know how you are with language here. Um, <laughs> you cuss all the time. Okay, good. I think good. I said shit earlier. I, I just try to keep it like clean as much as possible, but this one... So, what is... According to these people who are huge fans of America, the America fandom, we'll call them, mm-hmm. um, what is America supposed to stand for to them? It's supposed to represent a, a melting pot of everyone being involved, all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you see something involving 
other people who want to be included in this country, your immediate thought is to exclude them. Oh my God, that is amazing, Scotty. Scotty called them the United Stands of America. Yes, that is brilliant. Oh, that is so good. Beautiful. (laughs) Oh, big props to you. Okay. But then we get into this just because there's a pride flag, you want to turn into American flag to say, no, not these people, all of us. Yeah, yeah. All people only. No specific people who are being targeted by the all people. Because that, that's bad. And then, so, the thing with the banning, because... Something that's really important here is uh, Nexus Mods clarified on this, which mm-hmm. was uh, they said that the reason normally they would have just given a strike on this, but yes. considering the user had decided to do um, had decided to have a main account and use a sock puppet account to post the mod, they said that was automatically an admission of guilt because yes. they only used that sock puppet account to post that specific mod, meaning that they knew that they were doing something wrong so it is very frustrating yeah yeah because if you're frustrated with that it's clear that even the person that did it knew that they were wrong yeah and it's it's very fun that you say that specifically because someone actually took a screenshot of um the post as it appeared on mod db mod database and the description of it says changes these stupid pride flags to American flags. But then it all but then in the tag section it says Spider-Man American flag, uh Trump and Trump 2024. So <laughs> Yeah. You, you make the sock puppet account, right? The alt account that you believe is so like to the point where you believe so fervently in it, but then also you know you're doing something wrong. And also you're putting it behind, like, your alleged president. (laughs) Like, there's so much of it that's like, my guy, you could just be wrong. Like, it's okay. (laughs) I'm going to put a pin in that because there's a really important thing in regards to that that I want to cover. Sure. But on the further topic of the hypocrisy of this is... This is the same country where it's been deemed constitutional to deny someone the uh, the ability to make a gay cake for them because mm-hmm. you're a bakery and you don't want to serve gay people. So th- that's that's fine in this country, but if you somehow it's suddenly wrong and unjust for a business to do the opposite to say we don't want people that are discriminating against gay people on our platform. Right. Uh, and this leads back to what I put a pin in. Ah, I did it. Anyway, uh, it's just always nice to circle back. Um, <laughs> with these people, the hypocrisy doesn't matter. You can point out any hypocrisy you want, yeah. and it doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. Because there, it doesn't matter if you're on the side of truth or the side of anything. They don't care about truth. They don't care about anything. What they care about is power. It's maintaining a position of strength over those who they deem to be lesser. And no matter what 
those people say, no matter how logical or based in reality that might be, it doesn't matter. As long as you can push something that further puts them in a position that removes their power. If you can maintain your position as someone who is the oppressor, then there's no reason to care about the voice of the oppressed. And that's consistent. And that's why I get really frustrated when I hear people who want to argue against these people and want to debate them and try Mm -hmm. to do that because it doesn't matter what you say. And I know that seems counterintuitive and it sounds defeatist. Yeah, it's hard to admit. But change doesn't only occur through word. It occurs through action. Mm-hmm. And action can never be argued. So, if you really want to make a difference in regards to stupid and horrible things like this, get get involved with mutual aid. Get involved with local queer programs. Do what you can to help support those without resources in your area. Because at the end of the day, resources are power. And resources allow you to escape from the castes that you're stuck in. So when you're able to help others, you're also gaining allies. And allies allow you to get to a better place that is able to rise up against those who would say that we want to get rid of any reference to something outside the heteronormative. We want we want to break that status quo because that status quo doesn't have room for us. And I think it's appropriate for us to want that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I had to go back and say on that. Because it's so easy with something like this to want to point out all the hypocrisy of it. But at the end of the day, the hypocrisy doesn't matter. Very true. Get organized. Start organizing. Donate to a a nonprofit that's organizing, etc., etc. Exactly. Um, Sorry if I got does. too passionate on that. No, I just... it's it's totally fine um, because I don't think I would have said at least some of that. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but you're you're right, right? It is kind of pointless to argue, um, to to debate, right? No debate, bros. Here, um, just kind of gotta do your, do your thing. Do your thing. Get organized and live your live your truth. Um, this was great though. And Absolutely. As much as I hate ending on a downer, that is definitely the uh, last story. Sorry, nerds, but um, we're going to close out here. And as always, we ask that you, the guest, give the listeners and our audience um, a recommendation. Which game should they be playing or be on the lookout for? All right, let's end this on a positive note then, because I do want a positive note. On the topic of those barcades and things like that, my recommendation is go back to one of your games from your childhood. Play something you haven't played in a while, Mm. something that you have an old physical copy of, or maybe you find another way of gaining access to it. But play something that legitimately brought you joy and share it with someone. Share it with someone you care about and share that time with them because at the end of the day, that's what video games are about is it's about having fun, not only with yourself, but with those that you share them with 
I mean, that's how we all came together. That's how we formed this industry. Video is games. We just wanted to have fun. <laughs> we just wanted to play with friends. Exactly. Very good idea. Yes. Revisit Streets of Rage. Streets of <laughs> <Exactly>. Rage 2. <laughs> oh, my God. Sonic the Hedgehog. I, For me, if I was to recommend one, I would definitely say rec- uh, probably Killer Instinct 2013. It's Ooh. not an older game technically i was playing a lot of uh killer instinct from like the 90s uh recently mm-hmm. but i also just really want more people to play killer instinct with. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair psychonauts, oh, psychonauts. Says psychonauts yes that is a beautiful game that is so absolutely. good absolutely i never got to play two how was it, it was too good scotty so. was too good tell us if two was good um, while Scotty types, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, speaking of playing games with people, I, Scotty hasn't played too. I am currently in what I'm calling my competitive era. So if you want to get real competitive and play what I'm calling the only, uh, or I guess fighting game slash wrestling like battle royale there is out there. Play Rumbleverse. It's a lot of fun. Wait. It's so much fun. We both recommended Iron Galaxy. Oh, did we? Iron Galaxy. Okay. Iron Galaxy made the 2013 version of Killer Instinct. And they wanted to work on the next version of Killer Instinct as well. But they had to work on another project first that they were doing for themselves as their next big thing. We finally got word of what that next big thing was. And it was Rumbleverse. That's so funny. I love that. Oh, that's so incredible. (laughs) I absolutely dig that. That's fascinating. So, yes. Check out Iron Galaxy games, um, specifically Rumbleverse. Come play with me. <laughs> and Killer Instinct <laughs> yeah. 2013. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and finally, of course, um, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. Uh, tune into my streams. I stream almost daily. You can always find my streaming schedule in my uh, in my Twitch, my Twitter banner at Doghouse Corgian. And on Twitch, I am Corgian. Uh, C-O-R-G-I-A-N. And even if you don't tune into those things, you will see my work. It's inevitable. Uh, it shows up everywhere, no matter where. I've been in every sphere. You've probably seen at least an article published about my shit posting or something like that. I'm I just can't stay out of things. But yeah, I I'd really appreciate if you guys uh tuned in and I'll see you soon. Alrighty. As always, you can find me at Comedy Gaming on Twitter and you can find the weekly cooldown as well at WK Cooldown. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes or reviews. I do those now, I guess. Be sure to leave a review or comment on Apple Podcasts. Please do it. You don't. It doesn't have to be Apple Podcasts if you don't want it to be. It can be Spotify. Spotify now does the, the things. Um, if you want to really stick it to Joe Rogan, you'll do that for me. Thank you. Be sure to check out the links in the... I don't care that I said his name. Be sure to check out the links <laughs> in the description, including, of course, our Humble Bundle for this week and support your favorite charities and support the show. Um, remember, you can do both of those things by checking out the Humble Bundle for this week. Our logo and art is done by our guest, Corgian. Follow Corgian on twitter 
Doghouse Corgian. D-O-G-H-O-U-S-C-C-O-R-G-I-A-N. Doghouse Corgian on Twitter. Our intro music is done by Ricky. Find Ricky on Twitter at dog underscore noise. Two dogs. Dog underscore noise. D-O-G underscore N-O-I-S-E. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace. I am Corkian. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.